Today we take a look at the incredible, edible, medicinal mummy today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I'm having a better day than I did yesterday. Man, that episode made me mad. And again, like I said, it was the fifth time I had recorded that story. Ugh... Sometimes you gotta be the bad guy, though. Sometimes you gotta be the bad guy. I like I like believing in this stuff, man. But I don't like believing in it when it's dangerous. Like, the Pope monster, I think, is more realistic. Like, you know what? I'm not even gonna... Okay. The last... Yesterday's episode was yesterday's episode. It was recorded. And I'm moving on. Today's episode's gonna be short, though. Because this was originally supposed to be the second story in yesterday's episode. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it its own little episode. Nice little come down from yesterday's episode. And if you're interested in yesterday's episode, go ahead and check the feed if you haven't listened to it. If you're a new listener, thanks for checking in. If you're an old listener, thanks for coming back. It sounded super cheesy. But let's get into the incredible edible medicinal mummy. And I know that sounds completely ridiculous and made up, but it is actually true. Maybe. It's very interesting. This is a very interesting story. So there is a thing called a mellified man. And this comes out of a document written by a Chinese doctor in the 16th century. And he had heard this story from some men in the Middle East. So, you know, everyone's kind of traveling. 16th century is pretty late in human history. People are, you know, no other continents exist. And they're kind of like traveling around meeting stuff. And so this Chinese doctor... Lee Shizen, Lee Shizen, doesn't matter. Anyways, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but I can't pronounce it. So, <laughs> so the doctor's name, uh, uh, Lee Lee Shizen, Shizhen. Back in the 16th century, he writes this book about 16, like medicine of that time period. And when he's talking to these people in the Middle East, he hears the story of the mellified man. So, what's a mellified man? It's fascinating and and a little creepy and possibly tasty. So, what you do is when a man is getting old, so like 70s and 80s is normally when this would start. You know, it's a common misconception that humans used to only live 40 years. That's the That was the average lifespan. And the reason why it was so low, because we had such high infant death rates. People did live to be 60, 70, 80 years old, hundreds of years ago. When you hear people go, well, you know... 40s old back benjamin franklin was 40 that's old because you know you only live to be 40 that's not true people lived our human race wouldn't evolve if everyone was dropping dead at 40 the average age was 40 because infant mortality and you know kids dying at one and two and three was so high that they were dropping down the average people did live to be 60 70 80 years old back then it wasn't completely uncommon for benjamin franklin to be 60 something and thomas edison to all that stuff to be older than 40 or 35 which is what the average has always been stated but Anyways, so these old men would basically donate their body to science. And we're back to 16th century, this story that this Chinese doctor heard in the Middle East. These old men would say, you know what, I've lived a good life, I'm going to donate my body to science. Well, how do you do that? Eat honey. Just eat honey. That's all you eat is honey. All the time. You begin to bathe in honey. So your only meals are honey. You bathe in honey. You drink honey. You get to the point where... Reportedly, even your sweat is honey, and your poop, you poop honey. 
There's nothing else in your system. It doesn't come out as poop. It comes out as honey. That sounds incredibly uncomfortable. That sounds like slow diarrhea. Slow, thick diarrhea, which I can't imagine a worse combination of words. Slow, thick, thorny diarrhea would be the only way that would be worse. So he's, you, you, drink, you drink and eat honey. You poop out long, slow diarrhea bouts of honey. And you die, obviously, because you're not getting enough nutrition. But you're soaked with honey. How is that donating your body to science, Jason? Hold up. There's a couple more steps here. You then take the honey-soaked man, and you put him in a coffin full of honey. And you seal it, and you put the month and the date of when you sealed the coffin, and you store it away. 100 years later, the concoction is complete. You open it up, and now at this point, the body is basically like just one with the honey. And you begin scooping out honey with bits of people in it, And you eat it, it cures all sorts of diseases. If you have a broken bone or a fracture, you can rub the mellified man on your skin. It'll heal the bone. This was something that was incredibly expensive. If you think about it, it took 100 years to make and a human body. So it wasn't something that you could go to, you know, the equivalent of a Kmart to do it. It was something that was generally sold to the wealthy or in back offices and things like that. And the Chinese doctor was like, oh my god, that's absolutely insane. He said the actual author the Li Shenzhen, said, I myself do not know whether the tale is true or not. In any case, I append it for the consideration of the learned. So he's putting it in his book, but he's saying, I don't know if this is true or not. One, because it's something that he's hearing secondhand. So that's the smart thing to do, to be like, you know, I didn't witness it. I didn't eat, I didn't eat any mellified man. So it may not be true, but I'm putting it in here because it's a cultural practice. They haven't found any proof of this, but... They do know that honey was used to embalm people. We have found people who were embalmed with honey. And what's interesting, I was reading, I'll put the link below, but they found a Stone Age, they did an excavation of like a Stone Age burial spot. And some of the bodies had um, what they call, I think it was like broken bee legs and nectar. And they believe that that was just byproduct from the honey dissolving, like you got down to the pure basics. It's kind of horrible to think that a bunch of bees are breaking their legs while they're making honey. But so we do know that honey has been used for mummification or burials because it's actually an amazing preservative. You know that it will keep the body sticking around for a super long time. We also know in Buddhism, there is what's called self-mummification, where they go through this long process of actually mummifying themselves while they're alive. They stop eating certain types of food. Basically, their goal is to purify their body before they die. And they'll stop eating certain types of fruit. Eventually, they'll just start eating like roots and rocks, I guess, so they feel full. It sounds terrible. And then when they die, the point is they want no parasites in them whatsoever. They basically want to delay, naturally delay the decay process as far long as possible. And you go into the lotus pose. And you basically ring, like, the at the point where you've just been eating roots and rocks for a while. You know the end's almost there. The monks will put you in the lotus pose, and they give you a bell, and you ring it every once in a while. I'm sure if you wanted to be a dick, you could just keep going ding, 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 ding. But you ring it every once in a while, and then when the other monks hear the bell stop ringing, they know you're dead, and they close you in a tomb. And they give it a period, I believe, of a year or more. And then they open the tomb back up, and if you haven't decayed, they take you out of the tomb. You're still in the lotus pose, and they put you on display. If you have decayed, they just shut the door, and you're kind of, you know, you kind of, you suck. 
because you didn't do it right, apparently. It's funny because they have a picture of one of the self-mummified guys, and he's in his traditional robes, and his face is all, you know, desiccated, but it's not like super, like he's just dried out. He doesn't, not rotting. He's wearing a pair of modern sunglasses. I'm assuming it's because your eyes, like, liquefy, or they would just be terrible to see dead people stare at you all the time. But it's a little ridiculous. They couldn't even make, like, ornamental sunglasses or make it kind of fit the look they're going for. So we, so, I mean, self-mummification is possible. They do preserve people with honey. The Chinese actually have a big book about recipes that can be used using human body parts. So all of these elements work. It's funny, I was looking at some of the recipes that they use. Some of the ingredients they use for these Chinese recipes. The human hair cut off of head. Human hair collected from a comb. Two different, two different ingredients, apparently. Human earwax. Human knee dirt. There's 33 recipes that include human feces, but oddly enough, zero recipes including human feces from a newborn. Luckily, that sounds disgusting. There is recipes involving human menstrual blood and human semen, but apparently evil wizards combine the both of them and they shortens their lifespan because the energy is too much. So, you know, th- there's a ton of stuff about these human body part uh, cure-alls. Like, if you just use the semen, it gives you power, and if you just use the menstrual blood, it can kind of give you power, but if you mix them, it gives you too much power, and you burn out quickly. So, all the elements of the mellified man are verifiable. I'm Okay, let me back up. I don't think actually drinking human semen gives you more power. What I'm saying is that the practice of using human remains or human body parts for magic is... People have done that, people have mummified people in honey, and people have done self-mummification. The question is, have people actually done the mellified man? I would be surprised if they don't, if they didn't. I would be surprised if they don't still do it today. I would be shocked if there's not some super rich guy in the world today who has not tried eating a mellified man. Just for the experience of it. If you, I mean, think about it. You, you can have the finest wines in the world. You can have the finest women of the world. You can see the most beautiful sunsets. And then one day you go to this party with all these super rich people. And they're like, hey, man, keep quiet on those golf rumors. And the other guy's like, yeah, of course. Nobody talks about golf rumors. And he goes, hey, have you ever eaten a honey-soaked human being? Don't worry. He wasn't violently killed. He did it because he wanted to. But how would you like to have a spoonful of human honey? Who would, okay, to be honest, who would say, nah, I'm good? Because as long as the person didn't, like, as long as he wasn't, like, ritually sacrificed to it, if some guy's like, you know what I want to be when I grow up? Honey. And then he grows up and becomes honey, and then someone offers me said honey, I'm eating the honey. I think at a certain point, it's not cannibalism, it's just a man (laughs) made of honey? Like, is that really cannibalism at this point have i just outed myself as cannibal i would if someone gave me a steak and they're i'm like wait what's this and they're like it's tony i'm not eating the steak but if someone gave me a bowl of honey and i'm like what are these flakes and they're like oh that was tony's great great grandpa all he ever wanted to be was a sweet confection it's all he ever wanted to be he loved willy wonka that much that he wanted when he saw that fat kid fall into the chocolate river he orgasmed that's all he ever wanted to be was candy and now he is. You want to take a bite? I think I'd take a bite. And I definitely think that this is something that's still around. I would be shocked, shocked, if they still aren't making mellified men 
And because the process takes so long, the people you'd be eating would be like Jesse James and Thomas Edison. Would Thomas Edison know? He died in like the mid-century. He'll be coming up. We could probably eat Thomas Edison in about another 30 years if he was made, if he was made of honey. So that's the story of the mellified man. Definitely possible. Definitely scientifically possible, I think, other than the poop and honey. I don't know about that. And it's something that I think people have done in the past and probably still do it today. Healthy dose of cautions, obviously. It could be completely made up in an urban legend, but sounds vaguely plausible. My question to you is, would you eat a honey-soaked man? Hit me up at deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. Do not send me recipes of other human body parts. Like I said, I'm not into eating humans. They have to be dead for 100 years and soaked in honey. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com. Yes, I've seen how to prepare a live girl. I don't need that copy pasta anymore. Um, what was the other one? Oh, see, so you made me forget. Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio is going to be our Facebook page. We're also available on Twitter at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Thank you.